This is Case Closed, crime stories from the golden age of radio. This is Case Closed. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me this Wednesday. I've got a sinister hour of old-time radio crime for you this week. Beginning with Mr. District Attorney, we'll hear the case of the Sinister Cinema from May 5th, 1948. After that, it's This Is Your FBI and the Sinister Lighthouse. That story aired June 7th, 1946. Ipana Toothpaste and Sal Hepatica present... Mr. District Attorney, Champion of the People defender of truth, guardian of our fundamental rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mr. District Attorney is brought to you by Ipana Toothpaste and Sal Hepatica. Ipana for the smile of beauty. Sal Hepatica for the smile of health. Ipana, Sal Hepatica. shall be my duty as district attorney not only to prosecute to the limit of the law all persons accused of crimes perpetrated within this county, but to defend with equal vigor the rights and privileges of all its citizens. Tonight's case of the sinister cinema, ladies and gentlemen, concerns a master criminal, a man whose knowledge of his fellow man is keen and penetrating. We can almost say that Richard Seagraves has based his astounding crime solely on his understanding that men are vain, and therein lies the tragedy of his success. We begin in the private office of the president of a small bank here in our city. Well, that's my proposition, Mr. Claypool. How does it strike you? Why, I, I hardly know what to say, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Seagraves. Richard Seagraves Productions. Oh, yes, yes, I know. Uh, you're from Hollywood, you say, sir? Well, I've produced most of my pictures in Hollywood, Mr. Claypool. That's true. You've seen them, of course. Gone with the Storm, Valley of Wind. Oh, of course. A cigar, Mr. Seagraves? Oh, yes, thank you. But as I said, Claypool, the tendency these days is to shoot on location. As I was telling the boys at the Academy Award dinner just recently... We've got to get out and photograph the real thing. Oh, the Academy Award, eh? Oh, Ronald Coleman and, uh, who was it my wife was... Oh, yes, Loretta Young. Yes, yes, yes. dear Loretta. Daryl, I said, you and L.B. and the rest of us, we've got to go out and photograph real people. Ah, and you want to use my bank, Mr. Seagraves? Uh, just for one shot, Mr. Claypool, but what a shot. Think of it. Think of the Radio City Music Hall in New York. Yes? <laughs> Those dancing girls, you mean? We open up in a bank. Not a Hollywood bank, A.B. A real bank. This one. And who do we see? Whose face do these millions of people look at? An actor's? No. Oh, uh, mine? The face of a banker. A.B. Claypool. Honesty, courage, the backbone of America. Your face. I must say, I... Of course, this is irregular, Mr. Seagraves, highly irregular. We have a business to run, you know. You hit it right on the head there, A.B., and that's exactly what we want, to see your business in action. Why, we won't change a thing. Your customers won't even know we're shooting the picture. They won't? Realism, A.B. Realism, it's the coming thing. You'll come out of your office, greet our star, just as if you were another customer, and we grind away. Oh, your star, did you say? Well, let's not let this get out, A.B. Variety and Billboard have spies, you know. Well, they have? Yes, it's Dolly Eads. Dolly Eads? I, I don't think I recall oh, having... Oh, what an actress. What a personality, A.B. And when the cameras start rolling here in the bank, when Dolly turns that smile on A.B. Claypool, man, oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I did a little acting back in college, come to think of it. Uh, Rutgers, 1919. Oh, that's wonderful, A.B., wonderful. It's all set, then. We'll do this shot this afternoon. But this afternoon? Don't you worry about a thing, A.B. We'll be in here shooting before you know it. When did this report come in, Miss Miller? The one from Battle Creek, Chief? Yes. This morning. Well, this is really amazing. Oh. I'd hardly believe it possible. Yeah, I want you. Oh, this will interest you, Harrington. Yeah? Uh, didn't you say not so long ago that there are no new tricks in the book? He did. Yeah, certainly I did, Miss Miller. Mm. Well, look at that bum I put in the lineup this morning. Pulling the old gypsy handkerchief gag. What? 
That's one of the oldest in the game. Well, this report from Michigan isn't an old one. Yeah? Why, it's absolutely astounding. Well, what is the gag, Chief? Uh, bank robbery, actually. Huh? Only the bank hardly knows it's been robbed. What? Well, according to this report, this gang goes to the bank ahead of time and arranges to shoot a movie. Uh, arranges to do what? Yeah, yes, that's what it says here. <laughs> they convince the banking people that they're going to do a shot for a motion picture. <laughs> I don't get it, Chief. Well, then they return a few hours later, set up a camera, and photograph what the bank thinks is a scene. Oh, and it ain't. <laughs> Decidedly not. In Battle Creek, they got away with $60,000. What? Oh, Chief, yes. you're kidding. Oh, it's, it's all here. Oh, and it's done with imagination, apparently. Well, uh... Cards printed with impressive Hollywood addresses, a producer with a cigar, oh, everything. Oh, honestly. The camera equipment, of course. The works. <laughs> Shot for a movie? Yeah. Well, Chief, now I've heard everything. Say, I don't think we ought to treat this lightly. Yeah, uh, Miss Miller. Uh, yes, sir. Call the banking association here in the city, will you? Ask them if they have any way of notifying their banks about this. Right away, Chief. And if they haven't, we'll do it ourselves. All right. Yeah, any idea where these boys were headed, Chief? Well, the Battle Creek report doesn't say, Harrington. However, I think we'd better check up on that, too. Yeah, right. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> Chief, well, that's the darndest thing I ever heard of. Uh, it was beautiful, Georgiana, if I do say so myself. He swallowed everything, Dick? Complete. He even thinks he's seen you in the movies, darling. What's so unusual about that? I got a nice figure. That's beside the point. What do you mean, beside the point? I got a peel. Haven't I, Richie? Uh, later, Dolly. Georgia and I, and I, and I have to plan things. What time, Dick? Uh, two o'clock, I thought. I left his office at 11. Two o'clock? Oh, gee, it's noon now. Oh, I'd better get made up. In a moment, Dolly. That's two hours, Dick. I wonder if it's too long a time. He won't call anybody, Georgia. Not A.B. Claypool. Who? Your leading man, Dolly. He's probably in front of a mirror right now, rehearsing. I still don't like too much time between your visit and the fireworks, Dick. Gives them time to think. Time to get suspicious, uh, maybe. Relax, Georgiana. This one is a cinch. Well, everything's ready, at least. Now, how about the camera? I told them we'd use a small, cruelly intimate touch, you know. Now I got the camera. How about you? Uh, me? Come to, will you? Do you have your makeup? Who's telling whom to come to, uh, to may I ask? <laughs> oh. Dolly, Dolly, you've got to cooperate. Georgiana asked you a question. My figure beside the point. Sure, I've got makeup, just like Battle Creek. All right, I'll do your face. Get a towel. I can do it myself. Do what Georgiana says, Dolly. I can do what I said. What am I supposed to be? A movie star, dear. A rich young thing making a deposit in a bank, remember? She won't. I will, too. Oh, Richie. Uh, I'll run along, Dolly. You like my figure, don't you, Richie? Um... Uh, you're sweet, Dolly. Now run along and get made up. Well, at least I don't look like... Like... Like what? Like the broadside of a barn. Well, you brainless little tramp. What... You mustn't mind, Dolly, Georgiana. Please. I don't. After all, we do need her. The squares could think she's a movie star. I know, Dick. Shall we go on with the plans now? If she gets on your nerves, just let me know. That won't be necessary, Dick. If the time comes, I can handle Dolly in my own way. If the time comes, Georgiana, and I'll get you. When you begin to confuse my figure with her brain. It's a quarter after 12, Chief. You have a luncheon appointment at 1. Oh, yes, I know, Miss Miller. Thank you. Oh, and I called the Banking Association. They were just as amazed as you were. Oh, on that Battle Creek matter. Mm -hmm. What did they say? Well, they never heard anything like it, Chief. Mm. They're putting out a bulletin on it. Good. Oh. Yes, come in, Harrington. Come uh, in. Yeah. I've been doing some telephoning, Chief. Yes? Among other places, Battle Creek. Oh. Yeah, you were right when you said we shouldn't take this bank thing lightly. Mm -hmm. I found out a lot more about that outfit. Fine. What do you have? Well, in the first place, I got a pretty good description on three of them, Chief. Mm -hmm. A man and two dames. Mm -hmm. One of the women pretends to be a movie star. Well, how can she do that? Yeah. What'd you say, Miss Miller? 
How can you pretend to be a star, Harrington? Either you are one, everybody knows you, or you're not. Okay, so she pretends to be a new star, then. Or a foreign one, Miss Miller. How do I know? I thought you said you checked. I did. Well, all right, go on, Harrington. Anything else? Yeah, but these interruptions, Chief, they're confused. (laughs) Plenty, Chief. Under descriptions, yeah. One of these dames is very, very pretty. Yes, yes. Yeah, the other one sounds like a lady wrestler. Yes, and? Here's the payoff, Chief. Mm Mm-hmm. They're almost sure this gang was headed this way. What? Yeah, I can trace them up to three days ago, and then we lose them, Chief. Mm. And when we lost them, they were on their way here. I see. Uh, Miss Miller... Yes, Chief. Of uh, course, that, that don't mean they are here, Chief. No, I asked around a little since this morning. They ain't checked in with the boys around town. Yes, I know, but we can't afford to take a chance. Uh, Miss Miller, call the banking association back, will you? And tell them we'll notify the member banks from here. All right, I'll get their list. Fine. What'll you do, Chief? Send a letter on it? Oh, we'll do better, I think. Uh, tell the mimeograph room to stand by, please, Miss Miller. Okay. And call the motor pool downstairs. We'll need eight or ten motorcycle messengers. Right away, Chief. We'll just put the whole story in a bulletin, Harrington, and send it around to the banks right now. Mr. Seagraves, right on time, I see. I hope I didn't keep you waiting. Oh, not at all, A.B. We were just getting the cameras set up. Oh, Oh, uh, A.B., may I present our little leading lady, Mrs. Dolly Eve. I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. Oh, Miss Eve, this is a pleasure, a great pleasure. Likewise. Oh, pardon my makeup. A.B., I see you changed your suit. Hmm? What? Uh, Oh, my suit. Well, yes. (laughs) I was home for lunch, and Martha, my wife, she... You like it? Fine, A.B., just fine. All set up, Mr. Seagraves. Oh, excuse me. Uh, ready, Georgiana. Yeah, I must say, I'm somewhat at sea, Mr. Seagraves. Is, is this all there is to it? Just one camera? Well, just the one by the door, A.B., but what a camera. In the hands of Georgiana Heron, it's sheer poetry. You've uh, seen her name, I know. Oh, yes, yes, I believe I have. My goodness, I expected lights and all sorts of things. Uh, we cleared the space, Mr. Seagraves. Uh, not necessary at all, A.B. Realism, you know, realism. All set, Miss Eve? Oh, Sure. You've uh, notified the tellers and everyone just to go on about their regular duties, A.B.? Yes, I have, Mr. Seagraves. Oh, I've been busy, I can assure you. Why, I haven't even read my mail. Well, we won't take long. You've got the sequence, Miss Eats. I think so, Mr. Seagraves. I go up to this nice gentleman here, say my lines, and he escorts me behind the little cage. Uh, uh, behind the cage? Uh, just show our money, A.B., pick up a handful of it, and just show it to Miss Eats. Oh, it's in the script. Script. We won't bother with the lines, A.B. We dub them in back on the coast, you understand. You just make with your mouth like you were talking with me. Uh, I see. Ready, Mrs. Seagrave? Oh, I'll just get out of the way, then. All set, A.B.? Miss Eads? Roll them. Yes, I, I think I'm quite ready. Everything okay? Like candy for my baby. Now, just act natural, everybody. All right, Miss Eads? We're rolling. Don't turn your back to the door, Dick. I'm all right. All right, Miss Eads. Your lines, please. We want this realistic, you know. Why, why, I'd just love to see all that money, Mr. Claypool. Oh, oh, back here, behind this tiny little cage. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. Now, take her arm, if you will, A.B. Yes, that's fine. There they go, Georgiana. Wait till he gets that cage open. I know. That's right, A.B. Now, let Miss Eads go in ahead of you, please. If she doesn't stand in front of that alarm, I'll murder her. I, I don't know what to say. Should I just move my lips... Oh, it's terrific. It's sensational, A.B. It's sensational. We're getting every expression. Now, where's the bag? Right here. Go on. Now, please don't stare at the camera, folks. It's just a movie. Ah, that's fine, A.B. That's fine. Little smile, Miss Eads, please. All right. You know, I'm beginning to enjoy this. Oh, it couldn't be better. Now, please don't crowd near us, folks. It's just a movie. That's right. Go on about your business. All right, Dolly. Let's put the dough in the bag. Oh, you mustn't touch the money, Mr. Seagraves. No, no, really. Get it, Georgiana. Now, don't miss his eyes. Right. Come on, hurry it up, darling. I am, Richie. Give me a chance. Now, see here, Seagraves. I asked you not to touch the money. That's real. Now, careful, A.B. Keep your profile to the camera. All set, doll. That's all of it, Richie. Where are you going with that? Stop, I'd say. Mr. Seagraves. Perfect, A.B. Perfect. Sensational. Did you catch all that, Georgiana? Stop, I say. What's the meaning of this? Come on, Dolly, move. Relax, folks. It's only a movie. Let's get out of here. Right with you, baby. Now, I warned you, Seagraves. Picture or not, I'm going. I'm setting off that alarm. Get away from me, you big guy. Help. Help. Stop them. Shut up. Somebody stop them. Just a scene in a picture, friends. All right, Mr. Seagraves. Let's have the shot now. This is unheard of. 
Get out of my way. I told you, A.B., shut up. Fritzy, look out. Sorry, A.B., but I said this has got to be real. Pay no attention, friends. It's just a movie. I'm, I'm shot. I'm healthy. Jay. Perfect, A.B., just perfect. All set, George Emma. All set. Now keep them rolling. Wonderful, A.B., keep it up. Come on, doll. Stay in front of the camera now. Now back, Georgiana. Take it straight back. Let's go. Out the door, doll. Folks, please don't watch the camera. You'll spoil the scene. Hold the door. I am. Georgiana in the car. She's waiting. Okay, then. Great work, folks. That was fine. Fine, A.B., one of the best acting jobs I've seen in years. Come on, Dolly. Let's go. just a few moments, we will pick up the developments of this interesting case. But first, here's an important question. Tell me, who should know best the difference between toothpaste? Who should know best the difference between toothpastes? Why, the dentist, of course. He knows best because his life work is the health of your gums and the care of your teeth. So listen, please, to this sound advice. Ask your dentist about Ipana toothpaste and gentle gum massage. So many dentists recommend massage. Yes, and a nationwide survey shows more dentists recommend Ipana toothpaste than any other dentifrice. And wait a moment. More dentists personally use Ipana than any other toothpaste. Yes, Ipana toothpaste followed by gentle gum massage is the modern way to aid the health of your gums and the brilliance of your smile. So help your dentist help you. He knows the value of gentle gum massage to tone up your gums. Begin now getting your new Ipana smile. Taste the freshness, feel the cleanness, see the sparkle. Get Ipana toothpaste for your Ipana smile. And now back to Mr. District Attorney. Let's get organized, Harrington. Yeah. Everyone's here? Yes, sir. The bank employees are all downstairs in the meeting room, yes, Thank you, Miss Miller. We yeah. want all of them. Okay. Boy, that's irony, or whatever you call it, Chief. Your message about the Battle Creek job is on this Claypool's desk. Yes, I saw it. Hmm. Unopened. His secretary said he was so excited about appearing in the picture, he didn't do anything else. In a movie. Well, it's our Michigan gang, all right, Chief. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Hey, what's this, Harrington? What? What do you got, Chief? Here, looks like... Broken glass here on the floor. Huh? Oh, Chief, excuse me. Uh, here's Ray. Oh, good. I want photographs and diagrams, Miss Miller. Well, this one shouldn't be too tough, Chief. Mm. We got a whole bank full of witnesses. They all thought when this Seagrave shot, it was part of a scene. Yes, I know. Uh, what's the loss, Harrington? Are they through checking? Well, it'll run about thirty-five grand, Chief. Mm. Claypool used the main cage. Yes. You know, it's the audacity of this thing that gets me. Hmm. One man and two women, and they pull this off without a hitch. Oh, it's tricky, all right, Chief. Hmm. Yeah, but maybe we can show them a few tricks of our own. And the district attorney issued a similar bulletin to all banking institutions in the county. I don't get it. So what? We got the dough. Well, Georgiana means, Dolly, that we can't pull it off again. At least not around here. I figured on that. But this stinking paper is a new syndicate. That'll queer the act in every town in the country. It'll blow over, Georgiana. We could just lie around and take it easy for a while. I'd like that. On what? We need money, Dick. Money? Well, we just got nearly 40 grand from that one bank alone. Georgiana means good money, though. We can't pass the bank stuff until the heat blows over. If we picked a town small enough, maybe we could pull it off again. Someplace where they don't read the papers. The same thing, Georgiana? Just about. I'll have to get another part for the front of the camera. I lost it. What for? You don't really take pictures, do you? Georgiana means that the camera has to look real, doll. I'll take a look at the map. Maybe there's a small town we can hit. Well, I say we don't. You what? We got all the money, and I say spend it. I'm sick of working. Spend it? Are you crazy? 
Georgiana just explained all. You can't spend money if the bank has a record of the bills. I don't care. You promised, Richie. You said we could just lie around and have fun. That is also beside the point. You stay out of this. I think it's wrong anyway. I didn't know you were going to kill people. Doll, now listen, just... Never mind, Dick. As I remarked before, I'll handle things when the time comes. Time? What time? Soon, I think. I promise you, Dolly, I'll let you know. Will you switch off that light, please, Miss Miller? I want Harrington to see this. Hmm? Yes, sir. What, in the microscope, Chief? Yes, that's right. It's that broken glass I found on the floor of the bank. Hmm. Hmm. Let me see it, Chief. Hmm. Now, what's that mean? Well, I'm not quite sure. Uh, did you send for Ray, Miss Miller? Yes, I did. He's on uh, the way up from the photo lab now. Hmm. What's up, Chief? Something in Ray's pictures? Well, no, no. As a matter of fact, I, I simply want his opinion on something. All right, and the lights, please, Miss Miller. Okay. As you know, broken glass is always interesting. Each piece seems to have a personality all its own. Yeah, sure, Chief, but well, that ain't finding sea graves, Chief. No. You put out the alert? Yeah, right away. I made it a full five states. Good. Oh, and the bills from the bank? Well, they had a pretty complete list of the numbers, Chief. Oh, well, that's a break. Uh, put it out on a full distribution, Miss Miller. Stores, depots, bus stations, everywhere. Okay, it's being prepared down in Mimeo now. Fine. Well, we'll just keep at this, Harrington. One way or another, we've got to bring that trio in. I can't see the point in arguing about it, Dick. It's a matter of common sense. But we might need her, Georgiana. You said yourself you've got a small town picked out. I know that. We'll leave as soon as the part for the camera's ready. Then let's take her with us. I said no. Oh, but she's a nice kid, Georgiana. You should have seen that guy in the bank give her the once-over. She softens him up. If necessary, I can play the actress. You? Yes, me. The choice is quite clear, Dick. The girl is blood-shy. Well, I guess you know best, Georgiana. You always do. My dear boy, the woods are full of fancy figures. Yeah. So are banks. Only if we could just bring... I told you. All right? Yeah, sure. Sure, if you say so. Call her. Now? Now. Okay, okay, sure. Hey, Dolly. Come on in here a minute. Stand back, Dick. Oh, no, you didn't get a chance to talk to her. What for? She's hardly intellectual. Dolly! Richie, stop it. She's got a gun. I told you, young lady, I'd let you know when it's time. Well, it's time! <laughs> it's high time. Dick, you know something? What? She did have a beautiful figure. Tell you it's definite, Chief. Mm. They found the dame about three hours ago. You're certainly, Harrington, <laughs> sure it's the one who posed as an actress. It's a positive identification, Chief. Mm. Four employees from the bank just saw her in the morgue. I see. And she was shot, you said? I'll say she was clean as a whistle. Well, all right, let's get to work. Uh, tell Dr. Colgan I want the slug. He's working on it now, Chief. Uh, when he gets it, set up a comparison check with the slug from Claypool's body. All right. Oh, Chief. Yes, Miss Miller, what is it? Ray's on the phone, Chief. Yes. He says he's located just what you want. What? Ray, Chief? Uh-huh. Our photographer? Uh, definitely, Harrington. Get the address, Miss Miller, and tell him to stay there. Right. Uh, bring that comparison microscope, Harrington. Uh, we'll need it. All set? I've got it, Chief. All right, let's hope this is it, then. Come on, let's go. A small town, Dick. Don't forget that when you talk to the banker. Tomorrow morning, huh, Georgiana? Sooner the better. Anyway, I think it's wise to get out of this town. Mm, you mean Dolly? For one, yes. As soon as we can pack, we'll get going. Uh, what about the camera? Oh, I picked up the part this morning. Well, 
Who's that? One of Jerry's boys, I think. I asked him to drop around. Here? What for? We need a third, Dick. I thought I'd offer a 20% split on a one-shot. Okay, then. Uh, come in. Yeah? You're from Jerry's? Not quite, lady. This is the district attorney. What? Don't move, bud. Or is the name Seagraves? All set up, chief. Thank you, Harrington. Well, this makes it easy, doesn't it? Easy? What are you talking about? Murder. Or to be more accurate, two murders. All right, get your coats, please. You're both under arrest. Arrest? Well, you're crazy. What for? You heard him, pal. Come on, the camera's rolling. You can play the scene right up to the hilt. Your district attorney will return in just a moment to explain the clues which led to the arrest in tonight's case. But first, first let's bend an ear to one of those early morning sounds. One that says, rise and shine. (laughs) Now, to a lot of people, that sound can mean a wonderful morning with a good day ahead. But to a lot of people, there's another sound that can mean the same thing. And that's the sparkling sound of sal hepatica in a glass of water. And remember, unlike slow-acting laxatives, a sparkling glass of sal hepatica, when you get up, brings quick, gentle relief, usually within an hour. That means you don't have to feel dull and headachy all day, waiting until night to take the laxative you needed in the morning. And if, at the same time, you're troubled with excess gastric acidity, let sal hepatica help sweeten your stomach. So keep a bottle of sal hepatica handy. Then, anytime you need a laxative... Morning, noon, or night... See how much faster you feel better... Thanks to gentle, speedy Sal Hepatica. And now, here is your district attorney... I'm happy to report, ladies and gentlemen, that both Richard Seagraves and Georgiana Heron will pay the full penalty demanded for the murder of A.B. Claypool and the murder of their associate, Dolly Eads. Gee, that was one of the strangest, Chief. Yes, Miss Miller, it was. But like all criminals, they made a mistake. And like all criminals, now they'll pay for their mistake. Yep, their mistake being when the dame dropped a part of that camera on the floor of the bank. Yes, Harrington. As you know, under the microscope, we were able to determine that the broken glass from the bank floor was part of a camera lens. So you had Ray check on the camera supply stores in town, isn't that right, Chief? Yes, exactly, Miss Miller. Ray assured me, you see, that not more than a dozen stores carried the kind of lens needed to replace the broken one. Fortunately, Georgiana went to one of these stores for a replacement. And that was the beginning of the end, Chief. She leaves a trail... And we follow it. Yes, and, of course, we were able to prove the gun in their possession killed both Mr. Claypool and Dolly Eads. I think I'll just pass up that screen test, Chief. Yeah, uh, what screen test, Miss Miller? What? Oh, nothing, Harrington. A girl can dream, can't she? Oh, Chief, what about next week? Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, next week we see the futility of a life of crime, but in a very different and unusual way in the case of service in silver. And I invite you to join us for it. And so until then, thank you and good night. Say, mister, want some good shaving advice? Forget your whiskers. What counts is your face. How it feels while you're shaving. How it feels and looks afterwards. And to give yourself a better feeling, better looking face, use Ingram Shaving Cream. You see that rich Ingram lather on your brush helps condition your face for the razor. Result? Cool, comfortable, soothing shaves. Just remember, comfort means coolness. Coolness means Ingram. I-N-G-R-A-M. Ingram, the cooler shaving cream. Try Ingram tomorrow. Names of all characters in tonight's dramatization are fictitious, and any resemblance to names of living persons or actual places is purely coincidental. Our stars were Jay Justin in the title role, Len Doyle as Harrington, and Vicky Vola as Miss Miller. The music was under the direction of Peter Van Steeden. The program is produced and directed by Edward A. Byron and written by Robert Shaw. Mr. District Attorney was originated by Phillips H. Lord. Remember, I pan a toothpaste for the smile of beauty 
Sal Hepatica for The Smile of Health. Bristol Myers invites you to tune in again next week for Duffy's Tavern and Mr. District Attorney. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. The Equitable Life Assurance Society presents This is Your FBI. This is Your FBI, an official broadcast from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, presented as a public service by the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community. Mrs. America, if your husband isn't with you by the radio tonight, please get him. Tell him that 14 minutes from now, the Equitable Society, the sponsor of this program, has some important news for homeowners as well as for people who are thinking of buying or building a home. Tell him that he's going to hear about a money-saving plan that will give him and you special protection. It's known as America's finest plan for home ownership. Tonight's FBI file, The Sinister Lighthouse. As we speak to you tonight, an unprecedented tidal wave of crime is sweeping our country from coast to coast, through village and hamlet and town and city, destroying lives and property, and smashing savagely at the very pilings on which rests the whole structure of American society. It is the biggest crime wave in the history of our country. As to its magnitude... We need say no more than this, that major crimes alone, one of which we report tonight, are being committed at the rate of almost 5,000 every 24 hours. That morning, when her wounded veteran husband was discharged from a Long Island hospital wearing his first set of civvies in nearly four years, Anne Roswell was waiting outside for him in their small convertible. A few hours later, they were driving slowly over a rough dirt trail. Anne. Yes? Can I open my eyes now? Dick, don't you dare. But I'm supposed to see where I'm driving. I'm handling that. And, uh, besides, we're almost there. Where? Never mind. Hey, I smell salt water, don't I? <laughs> Do you? We're in Maryland, right? Are we? Sure. And Maryland and salt water means we're somewhere along the shore of Chesapeake Bay. Do you keep your eyes shut? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll keep guessing. Let's see. Um, you rented us a cottage? Nope. A tent? No. A foxhole? <laughs> All right, we're here. But don't look yet. <sighs> there. Darling. Hmm? You remember that letter you wrote me from some island about where you'd like to spend our second honeymoon? Yeah. You said that you'd like to find an old abandoned lighthouse and... Well, look. Baby. You did it. Uh, I, I found it about a month ago and finally dug up the people who own it. Oh, gee, this is wonderful. They never come here, so they said we could use it. Oh, baby. There's not much furniture. Who cares? Come on. Let's go look inside, quick. All right. Oh, be careful, darling. Never mind my leg. Come on. Give me your hand, baby. Okay. That's the front door right there. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's take over. How old is this place, do you know? Mm, very, very old. Maybe we'll even find some buried treasure around. <laughs> I'm sure we will. 
Here we are. Wait a minute. Uh, what's the matter? We've got to do this according to regulations. I'm carrying you through the doorway. Oh, but Dick, darling, you can't. Your I'm leg. carrying you, baby. Come on. Oh, That's darling. the way we do it. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> okay. Uh, now a big kiss before I put Dick. you down. Huh? Look. Look over there on the couch. Wait a minute. You stand right here. He, uh, he looks like he's dead. Dick, is he... No, he's not dead. But he's sure knocked out. What happened to him? The hypo needle on this table probably had something to do with it. Uh, what's he blindfolded for? I don't know, but looks like we've stumbled into something, baby. What do we do, Dick? We're going to get the police as fast as we can. Come on, let's... Stay where you are, both of you. Who are you? Answer me. If there's any questions to be answered, the boss will take care of that when he gets here. In the meantime... That's for crashing the party without an invite. Now sit down. Earlier that day, in the Baltimore field office of the FBI, agent in charge Grant received an urgent telephone call, after which he quickly summoned Special Agent Coleman to his desk. I got something hot off the wire, Mr. Grant? Yes. Do you know who John Berkeley is? You mean the plastics manufacturer here? That's the one. He just telephoned. His son, young Howard Berkeley, has been kidnapped. Well, when was this? Sometime after six o'clock last night. Young Berkeley had gone up to the family cottage on the bay yesterday by himself to work on his boat. Yes. At six o'clock, he telephoned his home to say he was staying at the cottage all night. And that was the last they heard from him. Well, how did they know he was kidnapped? The father just got an anonymous telephone call a while ago to that effect. Oh. The caller, a man, said Berkeley would receive his instructions later. And in the meantime? Here's the location of the cottage Berkeley gave me. You should be able to find it all right. Uh-huh. You better take a run up there right now and see if you can pick up any leads. Oh, Okay. I'll arrange to have approaches covered right away so we'll get the ransom note without having to contact Berkeley in the open to get it. Right. Get back here as soon as you can. Things may start moving fast. Anne. Yes, Dick? Give me your hand. I, I want to stand up a minute. But that man said... My leg's getting stiff. Oh, here. Wait a minute. What are you doing? Just stretching. Sit down. He's just got out of an army hospital. He was wounded. So what? He has to exercise his leg. Not on my time, so sit down. If you didn't have that gun... Look, look, I've got it. Okay. How, uh, how long are you keeping us here? I told you. That's up to the boss. Wait a minute. That's him coming now. Does that mean we can go? Well, you can ask him that question. You must have saw your car. Ox. Yeah? Whose car is that? Well, we had some unexpected company, but everything's under control. Oh. Who are they? They claim they got permission to use the lighthouse for a second honeymoon. Well, how romantic. Who are you? I'm Dick Roswell, and this is my wife. Where do you come from? We live in the New York suburb, Scarsdale. Oh, the Westchester set, huh? What'll we do with them? Mr. Roswell? Yes? I think you ought to know what's going on here. I already have an idea. Did you tell him, Ox? Of course not. Well, that character on the couch there is what you'd call in Westchester a house guest. He's staying here until we collect a chunk of dough from his old man. Kidnapping. Lady, you're being very crude. This is strictly a business deal. Look, what are you telling them all this stuff for? Because they're going to help us, Ox. Huh? On account of this is a business deal, Mrs. Roswell is going to write a business letter for us. Well, what's the idea? A dame's handwriting will set up a good false lead. Oh. Oh, yeah, I get it. 
And besides, her fingerprints won't mean anything, huh? That's right, Ox. Mrs. Russell, you'll find a box of paper and a pencil on the table there. You mean you... you want me to write that? It's okay, baby. Here. Here's the paper. Did I ask you to butt in? I'm just handing her a sheet of paper, that's all. Here, Ann. Ready, lady? Yes, sir. Then take this note. To Mr. John R. Berkeley, 2705 Linwood Drive, Baltimore. Here's the Berkeley's morning mail, Mr. Grant. Just came. Good. And if I'm not mistaken, here's the letter we've been waiting for. Handle it carefully, Goldman. We don't want to spoil any fingerprints. Right. Here you are. I cleared the post office at 2 a.m. this morning. Yes. Well, let's have a look. What does it say? Berkeley is supposed to leave $20,000 in fives, tens, and twenties in a sack in the boat up at the cottage. When? By midnight tonight. Hmm, say, uh, what's that say about the Baltimore Herald? Berkeley is to run a notice in the afternoon's Herald saying instructions are being complied with. The usual threat, of course, to the victim. Yes. Well, there's not much time to get that notice in the paper. It'll be in there. And the money will be in the boat tonight, too. I'm calling Berkeley now to arrange it. Now, while I'm doing that, get a messenger and shoot him over to the bureau with that note. To check it for fingerprints. Yes, and the handwriting, too. Which is a woman's, or I miss my guess. Well, looks like it. Well, we ought to hear from the bureau in two or three hours. Maybe we'll get the lead that will drown those water rats. Say, boss. What is it, Ox? You need any help? No, I'm just about finished. What's he doing? Tying Berkeley up. We deliver him tonight. Can't he whistle any other song? He happens to like that song. He also happens to like the singer who uses it. It also happens to be driving us crazy. <laughs> well, everything's in real good shape. Uh, boss. Well? What time is it? Why? Well, it'll take us nearly an hour to row across to that boathouse. That's right. Well, how much time we got? Enough. Uh, you uh, haven't said what we're going to do with uh, him and her. That's right. Well? Ox, give me the hypo needle. Berkeley don't need no more, boss. I just stuck him a few minutes ago, remember? Ox. Yeah? The needle. Okay. There you are. And here's the stuff. Mrs. Roswell? Yes, sir? Raise your right sleeve. Wait a minute. Well? You're not going to give her any hypo. Raise your sleeve, Mrs. Roswell. No. No, don't. You heard what I said. Raise your sleeve. No! No, no! Get away no. from her! Get away from me, you... Hold it, Jim! Thanks, Ox. Now, Lord, float Berkeley in the boat, will you, while I put Mrs. Roswell to sleep. Now, before the FBI file on the Sinister Lighthouse resumes, as it will in just a moment, here's that important message for homeowners and home buyers. This week, at the Equitable Life Assurance Society, I met a self-sacrificing father. Because of an expensive operation that saved his little daughter's life, this father found that he was unable to meet the monthly payments on his home. But he'd forgotten that the Equitable Society's assured home ownership plan provides a cash fund for just such financial emergencies. Well, you should have seen the relief on his face when he learned that he could keep his home and that the cash fund in his assured home ownership plan would take care of his monthly payments for a full year. This cash fund is just one of five major advantages of the assured home ownership plan. The other four are, one, 
the mortgage is canceled, paid off in full if owner dies. And besides, every dollar previously paid on principal is returned in full to the widow along with the canceled mortgage. Two, the special cash fund increases as the mortgage shrinks. It can be used to shorten the term of the mortgage, pay off a 20-year mortgage, for example, in as little as 14 years, saving six years' interest. Three, mortgage interest not at 6%, not at 5%, but at only 4%. Four, liberal allowance to cover title search, lawyer's fees, and other closing costs. No broker's commission or bonus charges. Frankly, there is no other plan like this anywhere. The Equitable Society calls it America's finest plan for home ownership. It protects you against the two major hazards of home mortgages, death and hard times. So if you're planning to buy or build a house, or if you now own a home, get complete information on the Assured Home Ownership Plan from your Equitable Society representative. That's the Equitable Society. E-Q-U-I-T-A-B-L-E. The Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. And now back to the FBI file, The Sinister Lighthouse. In crimes of abduction, such as reported tonight from the files of your FBI, kidnappers have all the advantages at first. But not for long does this unfavorable balance remain intact. For time and events in the course of executing their prepared plot are constantly at work against them. And quite often, it is some unexpected event which leads to their undoing. Certainly in this case, the appearance of the war veteran and his bride at the lighthouse hideout was an unexpected event. It is now about 11 o'clock. On the floor of the lighthouse lie the unconscious forms of the war veteran and his bride. A few yards away, the kidnappers are putting out from shore in a rowboat. At their feet, the drugged body of their victim. And in the Baltimore office of the FBI, a few miles away. Well, an hour from now, Mr. Grant, the kidnappers will have collected that $20,000, and here we are just sitting. I know. This is the toughest part of a kidnapping case, Coleman. I'd give anything if we could be at that boathouse when they get there. So would I. But we can't gamble with the victim's life. We should be hearing from Washington. I know they've had the ransom note for several hours now. There must have been some fingerprints on it. Maybe none they've got a record of. Washington. I hope so. Grant speaking. Right. It's Washington, all right. I got my fingers crossed. Hello? Yes? Uh-huh. Woman's handwriting, huh? Well, we figured that much. Any record of it? I see. What about fingerprints? What? But that doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. All right, I got the name. Lives where? Okay, we'll go to work on it right now. Thanks. What doesn't make sense? The note was written by a woman. There are five good fingerprints of a man on it. Well, that's not so hard to take. But this part is. The duplicates of those prints were found in the non-criminal file. Huh? They are the prints of a discharged veteran with a clean record. Well. And what's more, he was just released yesterday morning from a Long Island Army hospital. Hey, wait a minute. That's what I say. But fingerprints don't lie. I know, He and his wife live with his family in Scarsdale, New York. Let's get the New York office on the phone, and fast. Say... Say, boss. Well? I think we... 
We got away with them 20 G's too easy. Just keep on rowing, Ox, and be thankful for this fog. Anyway, I'm glad we got that kid off our hands now. I think you've got a point there, Ox. Yeah, I was beginning to get... Hey. Well, Wait a minute. Look, that, that kid won't be able to tell nobody nothing about us because he never got a look at us. That's right. But the other two got a real good look at us. So? Well, maybe we ought to go back to that lighthouse and knock them off for keeps. Look, so far we've done this job clean, and that's the way it stays. But they can identify us. For that, they need our names, where we're from, and our fingerprints, none of which they have. Yeah, but if... Keep on rowing to where we hit the car. We're getting back to New York fast. You'll be all right. Who, who are you? We're special agents of the FBI. FBI? That's right. Oh. Anne, my wife. Where is she? She's right here. But they Apparently, were... Apparently, she was drugged. Uh, she's coming around all right now, Mr. Grant. Good. It'll take a couple of minutes for her mind to clear. If I ever get my hands on those dirty... Just tell us what you know about them quickly. Well, sure, but... But how did you get here? I mean... Fortunately, your fingerprints were on the ransom note. Good, then it worked. What do you mean? I did that on purpose. I knew my prints would be on record on account of being in the Army, and maybe you could trace us here that way. That's just what happened. Anne and I came here for our second honeymoon. We know all that. We've talked to your folks. And you stumbled into a kidnapping. Yeah. And they forced your wife to write the note. That's right. They've collected the ransom by now... Now it's up to us to catch them, with your help. What do you want to know? How many were there? Two. Can you give us a good description? Well, let me see. Um... Did they have any distinguishing characteristics or marks or habits that might help us? Well, the only habit I remember was the boss kept whistling the same tune over and over and over. What tune? I never heard it before. Any particular reason for him whistling it? The other one let something slip about some girl that sings it all the time. Who was she? He, did, he didn't say. Did you get any idea where they're from? They seem to know New York pretty well. See if you can remember how the tune went. Well, I'm not much oh. good at that. Dick. Anne. Anne, darling. Dick. Everything's all right, baby. Maybe she can remember how that tune went. Yeah. Anne. Huh. Listen, baby. Dick, I... I'm so sick. I... You're gonna be okay, darling. Listen, you gotta help these men. They're from the FBI. What? That tune he was whistling all the time. Tune? Yeah, the, the one that kidnapper whistled. How did it go? I... I don't remember. Sure I... you do. You never forget a tune. Come on, snap out of it, baby. You remember that song? It might help the FBI catch them. The FBI? What do you want to see me about? Since you're a prominent nightclub operator here in New York, Mr. Cardoni, you might be just the man who can help us. What do you mean? We want you to identify a tune for us. Tune? What tune? We don't believe it's published. Probably special material. Uh, Mrs. Roswell? Yes? Would you sing it for him? Hey, now look here. If this is some trick to get this girl an audition... We identified ourselves, Cardoni. And we're after a couple of kidnappers. Sing the tune, Mrs. Roswell. Um... Okay, okay. I know it's not an audition gag now. What's the tune? That's Kay Wentworth's theme song. Who's she? Nightclub singer. I've booked her here several times. Where is she now? Around town. Why? Who's her boyfriend? She's married. To whom? Trumpet player. Oh. That bad? Uh, look, Mr. Grant. Yes? Just because our man whistles a tune all the time 
doesn't necessarily mean he knows Kay Wentworth. That's true. He might be, well, just an ardent admirer of hers. Uh, is Miss Wentworth singing anywhere now, Mr. Cardoni? No. You know what I'm thinking, Mr. Grant? I believe I do. Mr. Cardoni. Yeah? I'm sure you book your talent for the club far in advance. But this is an emergency. And if you'll cooperate with the FBI, you may be helping us to... Now, ladies and gentlemen, as the piece de resistance of our Sunday night celebrity show here at the Key Club, we present that scintillating singer of sophisticated songs, Miss Kay Whitworth. <laughs> There she is, boss. Oh, she's gorgeous, huh? And you keep quiet now, Ox, or you'll eat this bottle. Huh, boss? Shut up. Joe is just a name to most. to me. Hey, boss. I told you to keep but look, quiet. look who's coming this way. I don't care who it is. It's I them want... kids from the lighthouse. What? And they got two other guys with them. Let's get out of here. Just a minute, you. What's the idea? I believe you already know Mr. and Mrs. Roswell here. And we're special agents of the FBI. Look, I don't know what... They're the men, all right. Then sit back down, both of you. We went to a lot of trouble to arrange Miss Wentworth's appearance here, especially for you, mister. You ought to hear the finish of her number. You'll have a lot of time to whistle it. Berkeley kidnappers were tried and convicted and sentenced to life imprisonment in a federal penitentiary. Yes, the tremendous upsurge of crime in post-war America finds the kidnapper at work again. Undaunted by the fact that his predecessors back in the 20s and early 30s were without exception brought to justice. But your FBI warns him here and now that once again, with the cooperation of you, the American citizen, he and all his breed will be wiped out. Next week, another thrilling case from the files of your FBI. We'll tell you about it in just a moment. Certain features of the Equitable Society's assured home ownership plan are easily remembered, such as the low interest of only 4% and the fact that if the owner dies, the widow owns the home free and clear. But there are other facts about this plan that you should know. And that's why we suggest you see the nearest Equitable Society representative without delay. He has all the information at his fingertips and plenty of literature for reference and study. Call him tomorrow. Look up the number of the Equitable Life Assurance Society in your phone book. E-Q-U-I-T-A-B-L-E. The Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. Next week, we will bring you another colorful story from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Flowers for the corpse. The incidents used in tonight's Equitable Life Assurance Society's broadcast are adapted from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. However, all names used are fictitious, and any similarity thereof to the names of persons living or dead is accidental. Tonight, the music was composed and conducted by Frederick Steiner... The author was Frank Ferries, and your narrator was Dean Carlton. This is your FBI, is a Jerry Devine production. And now this is Carl Frank speaking for the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community and inviting you to tune in again next week at this same time when the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States will bring you another colorful story from the files 
of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Flowers for the corpse. On this is your FBI. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. That's Case Closed for this week. Remember, if you'd like to help support this and all of the Relic Radio shows, visit donate.relicradio.com. You'll find some downloadable sets we have for certain donation amounts. Any amount is always appreciated. It's how this has been made possible for 15 years. Thank you to those who have helped out. While you're at relicradio.com, you can find more from Mr. District Attorney. This is your FBI, past episodes of Case Closed, all the other podcasts, and our shoutcast stream with even more old-time radio. Lots to listen to there. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Be back next Wednesday with another hour of Case Closed. Case Closed.